Hello and welcome to the Fire on the Mountain podcast, a show where we talk about how to stir into flame our God-given potential and spread that flame of renewal to those around us, transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit in order to become agents of transformation in the world today. My name is Father David Dodd. Let's get started. Hello and welcome back to the Fire on the Mountain podcast. On today's episode, we're going to discuss the compassion that Jesus shows towards those who are sick and how that can be an attitude that we ourselves can take on so as to see healing in ourselves and healing in others. The, the reading from the gospel today for the sixth Sunday of ordinary time is from Mark chapter 1, verses 40 through 45. Let's take a moment to pray together in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father, we thank you. Father, we bless you. We thank you for sending your Son, Jesus, to reveal your compassionate heart, that you reveal to us that When it comes to our suffering, when it comes to our pain, you're not unmoved. But that it was precisely our suffering, our pain, and the separation from you that moved your heart to send your Son. Lord, fill us with your compassion. And give us the heart of Jesus to show that to others. In Jesus' name. A leper came to Jesus and kneeling down begged him and said, If you wish, you can make me clean. Moved with pity, he stretched out his hand, touched him and said to him, I do will it, be made clean. The leprosy left him immediately and he was made clean. Then warning him sternly, he dismissed him at once. He said to him, See that you tell no one anything, but go show yourself to the priests and offer for your cleansing what Moses prescribed. That will be proof for them. The man went away and began to publicize the whole matter. He spread the report abroad so that it was impossible for Jesus to enter a town openly. He remained outside in deserted places, and people kept coming to him from everywhere. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So this, this gospel of Jesus healing the leper, you may have heard it said before that leprosy um, was a, and still is, a very contagious and very deadly disease that basically leads to the deteriorating of, of human flesh and um, the loss of limbs. And at the time of, of Jesus, you know, there was no... There was no cure for it, and I believe even till to this day, there is no cure uh, for leprosy. And so many who are lepers even today have to live outside, isolated in different colonies. And that was the same in the time of Jesus, and it was the same in the time of the first reading from uh, Leviticus today, that if someone had leprosy, it basically meant they had a death sentence, that they could no longer be with their family, that 
they could no longer worship God as he asked for in the temple. And can you imagine this, this leper who, because of his sickness, because of his illness, couldn't be with his family, couldn't embrace his family. I think back to the time of COVID in which so many people weren't even able to embrace their own family members, that there was this isolation, that there was this fear of contagion. Well, not much has changed over 2,000 years. Um, people today are still afraid of, of sickness, afraid of contagion, afraid of disease. And yet, what's Jesus' response? It's not, to, it's not to draw away, it's to, to draw close. As it says, moved with pity, he stretched out his hands, touched him, and said to him, I do will it be made clean. But even before that, this, this profession of faith that this leper has is so incredible, so beautiful. Because he says, if you wish, in other words, if you want to, Jesus, you can do this. And Jesus' heart is moved, and he's like, I do want it. I do want it. Be made clean. Maybe you've been struggling with a certain sin or a certain pattern of addiction or a certain pattern of negative thoughts for a long time. Hear these words for yourself. I do want it. Be made clean. That there's a power in that word. As Jesus himself says in the Gospel of, of John, John chapter 15, he says, You're, You are already made clean by the word which I have spoken to you. And this word that is spoken, this word of salvation, is the thing that brings the deepest level of healing. And it's to identify completely with what Jesus has done for us. It's to recognize his compassion. And this word for, you know, it says in, in this translation, moved with pity. But the word, the better word is compassion. To suffer with. It's the, the Greek word splachnitomai, which quite literally means moved from the bowels, moved from the guts. And um, it makes me think of those, you know, like those, uh, those dog commercials where you have the, the sad music and, you know, your, your heart is moved and you want to, you know, adopt all these dogs or, you know, it's, it's that kind of sense. It's that Jesus, Jesus, God is moved. His heart, his guts, the inside of him is moved at the suffering of other people, at your suffering, at your pain. And I think this is so profoundly healing for so many of us because maybe there's a sense that as you're, you're suffering that you feel like God has left you, that God has abandoned you, that he doesn't see you, that he doesn't hear you. In this word of Jesus, this word of the gospel, which says the power to heal, the power to make us clean, Jesus saying that he's moved with compassion, that he doesn't, his heart is not unmoved by suffering. But to think about how easy it is for us to be, to be unmoved, not because we don't care, but I think because of the 24-7 news cycle, there's so much suffering that it's overwhelming. And in that sense of being overwhelmed by the suffering of other people, 
what do we do? We close down our hearts. We try and numb ourselves. And I think that's part of the reason for so many of our addictive behaviors is that we don't want to feel because we're afraid of what that would mean. That it's, it's hard to feel that suffering for other people. So we do try and numb ourselves. We are overwhelmed by it. But maybe rather than being overwhelmed, to let the, the suffering of others move us to bring healing to those in our circle of influence. Those that we come into contact with, to, be, to bring Jesus' compassion to them. Because it doesn't mean that we necessarily, you know, the, you know, the problem with the 24-7 news cycle is most of the stories that, are, that we hear or that we see are things we can do nothing about. But there are things that we can do about. There are people in our circle of influence that we can bring the healing and compassion of Jesus to. And in fact, this is the thing that moved his heart to heal. Right? You look at so many stories in the gospel. It's the compassionate heart of Jesus that moves him to heal, that moves him to deliver from demonic influence, that moves him to teach, that moves him to feed with bread from heaven. That it's the compassion of Jesus, the splachnitomai, which is such a fun word to say. The splachnitomai, this being moved from the guts, moved from the bowels, moved from the inside, that releases Jesus' healing power. And in fact, it's that same compassion that also moves him to share his authority to heal with us. You may hear me say that and be like, ah, Father, like, you know, I I can't heal anybody. You're right, you can't, but Jesus can. (laughs) And if you look at the the Gospels, um, Jesus, when he sends out the the 12, it says that, well, he says that he sees this vast crowd. And again, his heart is moved with pity for those who are sick, for the abandoned, for those who are helpless, for those who are powerless. And his compassionate heart moves him to share that gift, that anointing of healing with others. I should say his authority to heal. Because that authority is to recognize anywhere where God has given you responsibility, he's also given you influence to bring his healing to others. So yeah, maybe it doesn't mean that you're going to go off and heal somebody in Africa. But maybe it does mean that the person next to you, the person down the street, the person whom you come into contact with, maybe that's your assignment. It's to show Jesus' compassion to that person. To bring his compassion to those in your circle of influence. And I think in order to unleash and unlock that capacity that we have for compassion for others. The thing that prevents us from that, and I say this speaking from experience, is self-protection. That we'd rather not feel that for others because again, it's overwhelming. It's overwhelming to consider how many are suffering around us. But the Lord gives us a promise that if we 
allow ourselves to be moved with compassion, he will protect us. He will protect our hearts. So we don't have to protect our, ourselves in that sense of being unmoved by the suffering and the plight of other people, especially those closest to us. So that's one thing that Jesus does. This first part of the story is that he's moved with compassion. And that compassion releases that power of, of healing, as it does so many places in the gospel. And then it says that he, he touches this man. And I, as I've reflected on that, you know, one of the things that I think is, as Catholics at times, or even as Christians, we can kind of get stuck in old covenant mindsets, or as Jesus would say, the old wineskins, which need to be replaced so that that new wine, that new power of the Holy Spirit can rush in. And that old wineskin is it's two things. One is, you know, in this, this old covenant mentality, the idea was, okay, if you touch a leper, now you're unclean. But here's the radical thing that Jesus does is rather than this leper making Jesus unclean, Jesus makes him clean. Jesus touches him and what's on Jesus, that power of the Holy Spirit, that power of healing that's on Jesus's life, that's what gets passed on to the person next to him. And thinking about this, how sometimes I think as, as Catholics or even as Christians, we're afraid at times to reach out to the secular world. Because, yes, there is a obviously an influence in the secular world that is causing a lot of destruction. But my brother and sister in Christ, you are anointed by the Holy Spirit through your baptism. And so the power that's in you is greater than the power that's in the world. Let me say that again. This is from 1 John. 1 John says that he who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. And the one that is in the world in context, he's talking about the power of, of the enemy. Greater is the one living inside of you than the one who is in the world. And here's what John writes. John 4, 1 John chapter 4, verse 4. Little children, you are of God and have overcome them. For he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. And to have that kind of mindset then takes away that fear and can give us a sense of boldness to go out and to evangelize. Why? Because there are so many who are lepers. There are so many who are isolated so many who are alone, so many who are hopeless. And my brother and sister in Christ, if you have that hope within you, if you have that power of the Holy Spirit in you through baptism, then that means that the power that's in us, we want it to get on other people. Not to fall into this old covenant mindset to think that these corrupting influences of the world are stronger than Jesus and are stronger than the power of the Holy Spirit that he's given us. So what does this look like practically? Sometimes we get locked into this ivory tower Catholicism or this kind of huddling together, the holy huddle, and we're afraid to go and reach out to those who maybe their lifestyle doesn't match up with, with our you know, Christian teaching or doesn't match up with reality. 
or doesn't match up with our preferences. And yet, Jesus doesn't discriminate. He, he brings healing and he wants to bring salvation to all people. And maybe he's using you to do that today, this week. That the people maybe, or the situations that we're afraid of being tainted, that the so-called leprosy of the secular society would taint us or taint our hearts, not to have that fear, but instead to have the boldness to say, the hope that's in me, I want it on them. The hope that is in me, I want it on this situation. That's what Jesus does. And that's what it means to to be transformed and to bring that transforming power of the Spirit to others. To have that Holy Spirit contagion. To be so contagious with the Holy Spirit that every person whom we touch, every person that we speak to, it rubs off on them. That's the idea of anointing, right? That if somebody was an in the Old Testament times, when somebody is anointed with oil, it means they're they're oily. It means that whatever they come into contact with, that oil gets onto the person or gets on. You know, it's like um, <laughs> I've said this before. It's like a toddler with peanut butter on their hands. It's going to get everywhere. <laughs> okay, we have that same kind of childlike attitude of allowing that anointing and that Holy Spirit to get on the people that we come into contact with. It's beautiful, this gospel. And here's, here's the last point. Is, I don't know if you noticed in this gospel, but Jesus takes, he takes the place of the leper. Right, the leper, he's separated from family. He's isolated, living out in deserted places. He's unable to enter into the temple. He's unable to enter into the community. And Jesus heals him so that he's able to do all those things again. That he's brought into community. Because that's the thing that heals us. He brings him into worship. Which is what bring, which is what heals our hearts of the leprosy of sin. The God who wants to draw close to us, and especially for us as Catholics, who literally touches our hands, or whom we touch with our hands, the one who touches our tongue and says, I do want it. Be made clean. And ultimately, that healing takes a cost. Because, as I said, Jesus makes this exchange with this leper. Because now it's Jesus who's, it says, as it says in the last line of the gospel, Jesus remained outside in deserted places. He could no longer enter a town openly. So now he's become like the leper. And this is a microcosm. This story is a a little version of the whole story of Christianity that we couldn't because of our own 
our own sinfulness, we couldn't approach God. So what does God do? He approaches us. That he's moved with compassion at our suffering and our plight. And he draws close. And he touches us. And by his word, he declares, you are made clean. I do want this. I do want you to be mine. In this, this note in the gospel about um, Jesus telling him to go show himself to the priest and offer for your cleansing what Moses prescribed. This ceremony is described in Leviticus chapter 14, talking about how a leper comes back into the community. And essentially the, the leper would bring two birds and the priest would sacrifice one of the birds and the bird that sacrificed, he would collect the blood and then dip the second bird into the blood and then send off that bird into the wilderness, into the desert. Because the symbolism there is that one is sacrificed so that another is made clean by the blood. That one is sacrificed so that the other can go free. My brother and my sister, that's you. That's me. That's what Jesus has done for us. He sacrificed himself in order to make us clean. In order to make us worthy. He has made you worthy by his blood. Because he is worthy. Worthy is the lamb that was slain. The one who died, who sacrificed himself, says that you're worthy of his blood. That you're worthy of his life. The one who sacrifices himself so that we can be free. Free from the things that weigh us down. And that healing, that ultimate healing, comes as we identify ourselves more and more with what God has done for us. We get caught up in the old covenant wineskin of thinking in order to be loved, in order to be loved by God, I have to do it perfectly. But you can't, and I can't. And that's not the gospel. That's the Pharisees believing that I have to perform perfectly in order to be loved. Believing that I have to perform perfectly in order to be worthy of his blood. But rather, it's his blood and his sacrifice that makes us worthy. It's his blood and his sacrifice by which he claims us as his own and says, you are mine. And there's nothing that can take you out of my hand. My brother and my sister, you are his. Because of what he has done for you. And the more and the more that we identify ourselves with what Jesus has done for us. Not focusing on our failings. Not focusing on our weaknesses and our mistakes, 
even our sins, because we can't save ourselves from sin. But the more that we look to Jesus, the more that we identify ourselves with what he has done for us. That's where the healing takes place. Because we recognize that even in those wounds, even in those sicknesses of soul that we have, we still belong to him. That there's nothing that can nullify the power of his blood to cleanse us, to renew us, to transform us, to set us free. And at the beginning of this week, in a couple of days, we start the great season of Lent. My brother and my sister, if you haven't been to confession in a long time, if you're Catholic, go to confession so that God can celebrate you. Go to confession so that you can be renewed by the power of his blood and be reminded of that sacrifice which has made you clean and is making you clean and will make you clean. Thank you so much for listening. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening to the Fire on the Mountain podcast. Please like and follow this podcast and share it with family and friends that all of us would be would stir into flame our God-given potential so as to become agents of renewal and transformation in our various spheres of influence. Please feel free to email me for podcast ideas in the future, for questions and comments at firemountainpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much and God bless.